Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to our campaign coverage for Halo 4. Today we're going to be looking at the final mission in Halo 4 which is Midnight. This is the one where you finally uh, take, out, or take out the Didact and save Earth uh, once and for all for this mission and a few other things that happen at the very end. But to help me along in our quest for the last mission is <laughs> 6OK from Robot Entertainment. Hello. How you doing? Pretty good. Welcome to the show. I believe this is your first time on our show. I think actually on the show, yes. Yes. So we, we've we actually met in person. We met for the first time at Halo Fest, I believe. And then we met up again at PAX East uh, 2012, where we had some nice long Halo lore discussions. Did we ever? Oh, man. Those... We had... So for those of you who don't know, the first PAX I went to was PAX East last year, which, which was 2012. And we had this um, waypoint more or less dinner on the last night, so Sunday night, and uh, believe it or not, this was the day right before my first day of work, so um, <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, Justin, but or you probably did, but I drove home that night to go to work in the morning. No. Yeah, so I after... Nice. After, it's a long drive. Yeah, after we got done with dinner, I, I drove home. The, the, <laughs> the seven hours. Oh gosh, that was the worst idea ever. Not doing that again. <laughs> but anyways, we had this long discussion about Halo lore. We were we must have been in that restaurant for what, three and a half, four hours? Yeah, it was a long time. And for the majority of that we were talking about the Halo lore. And you were you were was, probably it, it, one of the most animated people there on that table. <laughs> <laughs> I get very animated, yeah. It was it was a really awesome speculative discussion about what could happen in Halo Four, because this was all last spring, so um, I wish what, I had a microphone because then I would have taken that I recording know. and compared it to now and see what was actually what what we thought about and how it kind of reflects on what Halo 4 actually brought to the table. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, recalling what I can I do wish we had recorded that conversation because it was amazing. But and there were a lot of people there. Um, you know, I think we were on spot on target with some stuff off with others. I know I was certainly off with some. Um, but there was also a lot of speculative, fun discussion. Like, I brought up the question of, you know, if you were going to kill Master Chief at some point in the series, how would you do it? And everybody around the table kind of chimed in with, like, how they think Chief should die or if he should die at all. And there were some really interesting discussions like that to kind of go through and get people's different opinions on. It was fun. Yeah. Did we even talk about how Cortana would die? I want to say that rampancy part came up at some point. Yeah, it did. Uh, we talked about that. I remember we talked about. I had a lot of wild theories that I don't know may or may not actually still come true. I don't know, but um, I don't think we're done with that whole story arc yet. But no, definitely not. Definitely I was I was not. partially right. I had I had talked to Jeff. Uh, oh, geez, Grim Brother Easterling, Warren. Jeff Easterling. Yeah, Jeff Easterling. Yep. Sorry, Jeff. I had talked to him about like we call him Grim. Yeah. Um, well, he's in my phone as Jeff, so I always see him as Jeff. But um, I had talked to him about, like, I thought that Chief would get a... Spoilers, by the way. Um, I thought that I Chief... I think we're past the spoiler date. Yeah. I thought that Chief would get a brevet mutation, but I thought the Didact was going to do it. Um, but it turns out the librarian did it. Um, so it was kind of a half-right thing, which I was, I was happy that I was able to guess that much. But some of my predictions for Cortana uh, still could come true, but they haven't yet. So I'm curious. Let's see. Right. I'm hopeful. I think she's going to become part of the domain, but we'll see. 
the Forerunner domain. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited. I'm we, really excited to see where the series goes from here. I'm yeah, really we, we, have, we have a lot of campaign shows to come, or just our Lord yeah. discussions to come up. Yes, I bet. Um, especially with the release of, uh, what is it, Silentium, and then what's the one after Thursday War that's coming out? Uh, I don't know. I haven't actually been keeping up lately. Right. Uh, whatever Thursday 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 Thursday. third book is. Yeah, I don't know what her third one is. But um, some, like I'm the Greg Bear books for me are, in my opinion, the best Halo fiction that's been published so far. I, I, there's a lot of good stuff out there, but man, I have I adore the Bear books. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so I'm I finished up, uh, Primordium, about a month ago, and now I'm reading through Grasslands. I haven't actually read that one yet. I haven't read the Travis books. I want to. I just haven't gotten around to it. Hmm. Maybe yeah, actually, so, that might be my plan for this weekend. So I, I'm through about the first three chapters, and it's um it, it's supposed to be covering the kind of the gap between Halo Three and Halo Four. This whole set, uh, trilogy set. Yeah. Um, the set the trilogy is called the Kilo Five trilogy. For anyone who's wondering, um. And I'm looking here, and they actually haven't announced the title of the last Karen Travis book. So, um, I guess that kind of saved me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Grasslands, Thursday War, and then there's a third one. And then um, the next Greg Bear novel is supposed to come out next month, Silentium. Yeah. So, I'm hoping to get through... Oh, it got pushed back, didn't it? Isn't it in March now? Oh, it did? I don't know. I may have misread something. I thought I saw something online about it being in March, but I could be wrong. I will openly admit that no, I could March be wrong. March 19th. Yeah, you're right. Okay. He got pushed back. Okay. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that book because... I'm the, super excited. <laughs> well, so... And we'll, we'll get back to on topic here in a second, folks. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> the Greg Bear ones just have a completely different writing style than what we're used to with Eric Nyland. Yep. And uh, some of the other Halo books. It's just, it was a very, very different writing style. And it, it threw me off for a while. It took me about a good third of the f- of the first book to really get used to it and kind of figure out what was going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but- I mean, I love, I, I poured through Cryptum so fast. Like, his writing to me is just, it, his flow is really good. It's super smooth. I mean, it's, I just, it was really I don't know. It was refreshing to me that it was. I liked the space opera of it. It wasn't. It didn't get bogged down in military stuff, which can sometimes happen in Halo. Um, it, it just had a really nice fantasy element to the sci-fi, which you know the games have always had a, a strong fantasy element to them, with with a lot of the Covenant stuff and, and the idea of the forerunners and, and the religious acts aspects but the books can tend to be a little more military focused and a little i think less fantasy less star wars right um, and and i like that i like fantasy in my sci-fi and that's how the the forerunner books read to me from from greg Bear. they read much more in that vein and they, they're they're space operas you know and i really really i don't know i just really like them the second one was hard for me it was it was such a shift from the first one tonally that it took me a while to get into it and it's a slow slow burn but by the time you get to the end of it you're like wow that was really satisfying yeah uh, 
anyway, I'm I can't say enough good things about him. I really like the direction three four three's taken the Forerunner universe. I'm kind of yeah. nuts about the, the didact and the librarian. <laughs> Love him. Love him. Yeah. Well, speaking about the didact, let's uh, yeah, start let's... our walk through midnight. So this is the the start of this is the epic trench run, kind of reminiscent of the Star Wars trench run. Uh, yes. which actually didn't turn out as bad as most people were thinking. Uh, I know, <laughs> um, you mentioned this, uh, pre-show and I actually heard this from a couple other people that they were a little hesitant when they saw the kind of the Star Wars-esque trench run, but they actually played it off really well. They incorporated a few different elements into the run that actually makes it somewhat engaging and somewhat, uh, entertaining to actually play through and really, uh, enjoy the experience. Um, I'm still trying to get down to where I could do the run in my sleep. <laughs> I, I want to get to that point because I could almost do the Warthog run in Halo 3 in my sleep. Um, <laughs> like there'll be a few times, like when you're going around the, the donut parts and then you're, you're going into the tunnels where sometimes I'll, I'll forget where one of the tiles specifically are. But other than that, I could do that run pretty much with my eyes closed. Nice. Um, not literally people. <laughs> <laughs> And then the Halo 1 has the, the racing sequence in there as well. Um, but all in yeah, all, that... uh, the, the trench run is pretty straightforward. Uh, a couple of tips on when you're actually going through it. Um, stay to the middle and as close to the top as uh, much as you can. There are certain parts where you can't uh, go as high but there are very few when you're actually out in the open. Obviously, you can't really go that high when you have to go into one of the tunnels. But when you're outside, stay uh, up close to the top. That way, you'll stay out of the range of fire. And remember, you get 10 seconds when you kind of reach the top barrier. So you can go up there and really fly over some things and then go back down. You're usually not up there for the full 10 seconds. So make sure you use that upper area to your advantage. Uh, when you're going through the tunnels... Most of the time you can stick to the middle and there'll be certain sections where you have to kind of shoot off guns or shield generators to open up some areas. And there are a couple places where you have to actually go down really low. Um, when we do the video accompaniment to this, we'll, we'll show you guys where those are, of course. And there's plenty of YouTube guys that can you can watch to show you where those are as well. Um, but all in all... Um, there's one. There's one I wanted to look up, and I would. I'm curious how you got through it. But it's when you're in the trench run. I love the trench run. At first, oh, I, I love was, the trench run. I was like those people. I, I when it looked up, I was real cynical about it. I'm like, oh, they did a Death Star trench run, really? And then like I got halfway through it, and I was like, this is awesome. Um, but there's one part where the whole path is essentially blocked off, and you have to like fly around. At least yeah, the only it's the one I right saw. near the end. It's the one that yeah, it's yeah. right. But then you have to like squeeze through this weird little crack on one side or the other, and I never, I like, I, I kind of ham-fisted my way through it. And I never felt like I found a smooth, intentional pathway through it. And was it just me, or I mean, is there a clean way through that, or is it just a pain in the ass you got to squeeze through? So from what I've been able to kind of gather watching a couple of videos, most people have a hard time flying through that area and you actually have to slow down pull back on the left stick so you can actually go slower and then weave in and out now um for those of you who don't know naked eli who's done his speed runs on his youtube channel actually um 
found a way that if you're boosting pretty much all the way through, if you line up before you get there, now, granted, you have to know where this is, and most of the time you get to the point where it's like, oh, that's right, this is the part where I have to go to either side. But if you actually line yourself up at the beginning of it, you can actually boost your way through it. It's um, hmm. The gaps are wide enough between the sections that you can actually weave in and out. And it's just... Interesting. It's the part where... Yeah, it's the part where you get to that last moment where you have to split left and right, where you have to really slow down, and then you really have to weave in and out because you're having to adjust so much. But yeah. if you if you figure out where that part is and you can anticipate it and line yourself up, you can actually boost through that part pretty quickly. Hey, so I'm going to check that out. Yeah. So that was the part of it that like made me beat my head against the wall. Like, yeah, how, it's, there's got to be an easier way. That was one, that was one of the parts that really messed me up as well. There's one little part near the beginning too that for some reason I keep on getting stuck on. It's it's one of the first doors in the I think it's the second tunnel section. And I for some reason I just don't anticipate it. Yeah. I think I actually know there's there, I know there's a door early on that for some reason every time I went through I screwed it up and I was like ah and I missed it. But it comes up from the bottom left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the exact same one. Yeah, so that one's a little trickster. So, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll probably crash into that one when we do our run through, believe nice. it or not. But for the most for the most part, this fly through is pretty straightforward. There are points where you have to blow up some turrets and um, like little kind of energy ores before you can move on through. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much a straight shoot. Even on Legendary, you don't have to worry about the turrets too much, except the ones that you have to shoot to actually get through the level. Um, other than that, though, it's it's pretty much a, a purely made trench run that's a lot of fun to, to fly. A lot of fun. Yeah, that broad is a blast to fly. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I found that I left that section going, please broadsword i want to do that more well like, like i wanted to do the part where i did the backflip into it like from the star wars <laughs> yeah. scene when you got to the very end yeah do the big backflip and fly down inside of it yeah i really wanted to do that part when i saw what was going on because you <laughs> um so i guess we're to this point now but at, at the end of the trench run you get to this big open area where the didact is located and he's on the composer um and once you get there he closes up the his ship, and what you have to do from there is first kill the uh kind of the shield thing in the middle. Yeah, and then there are four different turret towers. You have to go and kill off the power cores for those, and then once you do that, it opens up. So and, that, and that's all pretty easy. It's just yeah. flying a big circle. Yeah. So uh, a couple tips for that. Um. If you're doing it on solo, you don't have to take out the turrets when you fly through. Um, it kind of helps if you um, kind of alternate between using your machine gun and then missiles, where you can t- use your machine gun to take out um, the power core and then use your missiles to take out one of the turrets before you get to the power core. Uh, I find that's probably one of the easier ways to do it if you're doing it on solo. And it doesn't take too long to take them all out. When you're doing it on co-op, just kind of split the sides, and then both you guys can take out two different ones, and it's just that much quicker. Uh, as far as the timing it does, it's really not that long. Um, no, it actually, it's pretty brief once you're in there. Yeah. 
uh, it took me a little while on my first run through to figure out what to do because I didn't know how to destroy that uh, middle thing. Yeah. At first, the, the objective marker didn't come up as quickly as I thought it would. But when you find out where the other towers are, it's pretty easy to do. Um, now, just to note, you go through the power cores on the side. You don't go straight through the front where there's the shield. You go through the side yeah. where the turrets are. Yep. Now, you can take out the shield, but it takes a lot longer to actually get it done. <laughs> um, but yes, back to the kind of Star Wars reference. I really wanted to do that backflip into the <laughs> into the yep. core of the ship. Yep. I'm with you, man. It was fun. Uh, but definitely one of the... I don't know if it's my favorite part of the Halo 4. I haven't really thought about thought about that specifically in terms of the rest of the campaign. But definitely one of my favorite moments in the game was that run. That's what I liked about it most. Was I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in the campaign. But I think the thing that made it really memorable to me was that moment when I realized, oh my gosh, I'm having so much fun doing this. Like Because I specifically went from being really cynical about it to being like, holy cow, this is fun. You know, after I died a couple times and gone through it, I was like, wow, I, I love this. And I very clearly remember that feeling of like, I just want to keep doing this. I just want to keep flying this thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a weird, it's an odd thing out in the campaign. It's, you know, in a campaign of a shooter, I'm talking about a, a flight sim level, but, um, but I really did enjoy it. It was, it stuck with me. And it almost kind of had that. Halo 1 reminisce of that last Warthog run as well. That, you know, that's exactly what it felt like to me. Like, I, to it felt like day, a mix of both, of the, the trench yeah, run from the, Star Wars and then the Halo 1 Warthog run. Yes, I mean, to this day, I remember sitting on the floor of my apartment with my buddy playing Halo 1 and doing that, that, that run at the end. And about halfway through on this one, I, I just had that feeling again. I was like, oh, this is like Halo 1. It feels like that again. And it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it was it was very nostalgic for me and in a lot of ways because of Star Wars, because of Halo 1. And, you know, it was it was cool. I really enjoyed that that sequence. Yeah. Definitely kind of a highlight part of that level, I think, for most people. Granted, it's really only the first third of the level. It's, yeah, it's really brief. I mean. Yeah. But probably the most enjoyable part of the whole game it was funny too because i you know do, do going on a run like that and being reminded of the halo run the one halo one um it just sort of like it was a nice little marker too. like oh okay i must be near the end you know like it was very clear that i was near the end of it it was i don't know it just it worked on so many levels yeah uh so moving on from the trench part because we still have quite a bit of the yeah, yeah. mission to go through uh, what happens is you go through this uh, kind of tunnel thing until you, you um, white out and then you, you uh, pick back up and you're inside the didact ship at this point. Uh, Cortana is going to... Or you're going to plug Cortana into one of the p consoles again and she's going to activate some portals and you're hopping through these portals. You go through different waves of Covenant and the first section is, I think, purely crawlers, so that's not too hard. The second section is where you have your first set of Promethean Knights. I think there's a shotgun one, a binary rifle one, a incineration cannon one, and then a scattershot one. Um, if you take out a couple of the watchers really quickly, you can actually prevent uh, one or two from spawning. And... I think at that point, the only kind of powerful weapon you can acquire at that point is the scatter shot. So 
you want to really make use of that scatter shot on the knights in this particular part. That scatter shot is a blast to use. No pun intended. <laughs> well, it's really the most effective weapon against the knights, I think. Yeah, there's nothing like running up on a knight and just boom right in his face. Oh, love it. Love it. Because really the only other weapon that's, I guess, really effective, the, the binary rifle is kind of effective, but you have to have uh, a certain number of shots on it before you can uh, really take out one of them. But the incineration cannon yeah, is another good one. You just have to make sure that whenever you do go for a shot, you, that you're not within the blast radius of the... <laughs> Of the splash, which... You you sound like you speak from experience. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's happened to everyone by this point. Yeah. I want to say that's happened to everyone at this point. If it hasn't happened to you, then you're a <laughs> Halo god? Yeah, I think. amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, so... Actually, um, I skipped a part, thinking back now. Uh, where you actually land... Did you? land off yeah there's that uh the hallways that you go through and there's that uh one terminal location oh okay yeah yeah yeah. i actually forgot about that part so uh kind of backtracking a little bit uh you get into these series of hallways where there's watchers spawning prometheans and if you actually take out the watchers quick enough you can avoid uh them spawning prometheans knights so that's something you want to kind of make sure that you uh, pay attention to actually throughout the rest of the mission from here on out is if you see a watcher as you go into an area you want to take the, that watcher out as quickly as possible so it doesn't spawn um, most of the time it's going to be nice but sometimes they spawn crawlers as well and the terminal on this map is actually the one that's behind kind of the second tower so you'll see kind of what looks like a terminal with uh, like four different towers up around it um, it's the second one that the terminal is at, and we'll show you this in the video run. But that's where the seventh domain terminal is, and if you've gotten all the ones in the previous missions, then that'll give you the uh, terminal achievement for getting all seven of them. So that's uh, one to look out for. Which I haven't done because I suck. <laughs> I need to no go worries. through and get the terminals. Uh, but the achievement for that, if anyone's <laughs> wondering, is called Terminus. It's for 50 gamer score. And the description is found all the terminals in the campaign. So pretty simple. Uh, but we'll we'll show you where that one is. So after you get through this these set of hallways, you come up on a kind of an open chamber. And if you actually look over to your right, that's where your, your second series of teleports takes you. And <clears throat> you put Cortana in the little pedestal. She pulls up a portal. You go through the first one. The first one's all crawlers. You take them out pretty easy. Second one is the one I was talking before where you have those four knights with those different weapon sets. Uh, once you get to the third one, then this is uh, another room where there's just about every kind of uh, <laughs> Prometheans. I think it's uh, actually um, the room before that is actually the weapons area. Sorry. I'm yeah. kind of, kind of jumping around here since it's been a while since I actually played this mission. So the room you actually get to after that one is the one where you can pick up just about any kind of Promethean weapon. There's a couple of Covenant weapons there as well. And there's also an achievement on this level where you actually need to pick up a gravity hammer from this area specifically to get it. 
and the achievement is called Chief Smash. And uh, to get the achievement, you have to kill three callers with one gravity hammer swing. So to do that, the the next section that you go into, um, you're going to see a Promethean knight with his back turned, so you can actually go up and assassinate him uh, really quickly. And then what you're going to want to do is um, you, you'll see Promethean crawlers kind of running around in an area over to your right on the lower level. <laughs> Wait for them to kind of group up, and then you can actually drop down and, and get a good hammer swing. There's, I want to say, maybe six or eight different crawlers there. I'm not exactly sure how many. Um, but you can take a couple swings, and you will likely get it on your first or second try with the hammer. Um, if you're doing it on Legendary, it might take uh, one swing to uh, get most of their health damage down, and then the second swing to actually take them out. Um, but if you do get all three crawlers in one swing, then you'll get the achievement, and it's for 20 gamer score. Is this the big? This is the big defense area, isn't it? Is it? No, I'm trying to remember when that is. Uh, oh, lost. Never mind. I'm wrong. I think. No, uh, the defense area is the one right after this, actually. The yeah, one where the crawlers are walking okay. down the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. So the defense area is the next one. Uh, so after you, uh, the area where you can get the achievement for the, killing the crawlers, uh, you can actually probably get it in this one too if you let all the crawlers uh, come up to you. But at that point, you're probably being overwhelmed by crawlers if you're waiting that yeah, long. Yeah, if that's happening, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, be careful of when you – if you want to do it at that point, uh, be careful. It's probably better to do it in the previous area, though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is the part where you're defending yourself against the crawlers, and Cortana will take over some local turrets to help you fight off the crawlers. Uh, grab yourself a light rifle. There is one that spawns... Uh, I'm sorry, not one that spawns. There's a weapon crate um, over to the right side of the pedestal where Cortana is, where you can pick that up. And there's also a knight at the platform where you that's right behind the pedestal uh right when you get to that area so make sure you take out that knight pretty quickly you can throw a couple of promethean grenades if you have them and then if you have a scatter shot you can run right over to him and take him out and then he'll have a binary rifle i believe so you can actually use that as well to take out some of the uh, crawlers if they if they get too much to handle but i would save that binary rifle for later so you wait through about i think six or seven different waves of crawlers. Um, after Cortana gets up the second turret, they'll start to come from the left where you first came into it and from the right on the bridge. And then after a while, um, you'll grab Cortana, go across the bridge, and go through yet another portal. And once you get through there, you're uh, at the part where you um, get to... I think this is the part where you have the gravity lift up to the didact. Uh, so yeah. you run forward and I mean, you don't have to time it right. I mean, you just run up to the thing and you get sent flying. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically just a man can that takes you over there. It's so you the the Uber man cannon. Yes. So you hit that. You go flying. Go over to the center part where the composer actually is, and you'll see that the didact has encompassed himself in in a shield. And at this point, we're we're not going to go into the lore behind the game too much because we actually talked about that once already on the podcast and we'll have more podcasts to talk about the story behind it but um, 
we're just going to kind of point out what happens. So this is the first part where you put Cortana in the pedestal and she starts to split off of her uh, rampant personalities into the rest of the system to kind of overwhelm the shields that the didact has put up. So you do that and then you have a choice of whether or not you want to go left or right. It really doesn't matter which way you go. Uh, just pick one and stick with it. You'll uh, run through uh, two, uh, three different areas. The first one will have the first generator. If you go left or right, it'll be basically the same uh, spot. Uh, so you, you go through the first section. I think there's mostly only crawlers and watchers. I think you don't get a Promethean Knight until the very end of the first section where you actually have to go and disable the shield part or insert Cortana into the next pedestal. So uh, use that time to pick up a lot of light rifle ammo and uh, pick up the, if you don't have an incineration cannon from before and from some of the other Promethean Knights, definitely pick up the incineration cannon that the Knight's going to drop because you'll want to use it on the rest of the Knights that are going to come up in the next section. So after the first section, you go to the second section and you fight your way through all the enemies. There's actually a shortcut where you can uh, jump over the middle part and then jump over to the gravity lift that'll take you to the third part immediately. Um, if you're quick enough and you don't die, that is. <laughs> it, it, it's your preference. If you want to fight through the Prometheans, then go ahead. Um, but if you want a shortcut, there's definitely a way to kind of hop over the top part and then go lift over to the third tower. And the third tower is going to have a lot more Promethean Knights. So you can kind of catch some of the Watchers off guard before they spawn some of the Promethean Knights. If you can do that, great. If not, then you're going to be faced with at least six, maybe seven Promethean Knights, I believe. Uh, including the ones up top. So you have about three or four on the first level and then I think another four on the top level. And that's where the incineration cannon really comes in handy, along, <laughs> along with the scatter shot, if you can pick one up as well. Uh, at the very end there, you have another jump where you're basically going um, back to the middle part. Uh, and then you have to fight off another three Promethean Knights. And then when you do that, you are lifted up to this light bridge. And this is the part where you... Um, get to take out the didact. Uh, you'll notice first that um, after you uh, put Cortana in the third pedestal in there, that third tower that you get to, uh, that's the part where the lightning strikes the pedestal and she disintegrates. So uh, that's the part where the composer actually starts up and he starts to compose the people on Earth. Uh, once you get up to that light bridge, you'll enter into... Uh, a cutscene with Cortana uh, kind of consuming the light bridge and then gra getting up and grabbing the didact. And uh, when you come back into playing mode, you're hanging off the edge, you pull yourself up, and then the quick time event to stuff a grenade in the back of the didact uh, comes up. And if you get timed right, then you will uh, defeat the didact. He'll kind of clutch his gut and then fall off the bridge. Um, if you don't, he actually, he'll actually lift you up and throw you off the bridge. Nice. <laughs> so you, you will die if you mess up the quick time event. That's funny. I never had that happen. Yeah. So it, it's, um, well, I did it once just to see what happens. 
Yeah. And and that turns out to be what happens. <laughs> he gets pissed, throws you off the bridge. Yep. And then at the very end Good game, Chief. Yep. You uh you go grab the bomb that fell off and you detonate it. And um I actually purposely did not hold I think it's it's either the right trigger or the right bumper I think it's the right trigger to detonate the bomb and it'll literally just sit there until you press that button <laughs> I don't think there's a timer that's that will show that the the world's been composed I haven't left my Xbox running long enough I think I waited uh like 5 minutes funny. hung out until the entire earth was composed <laughs> Well I wonder if it would do that I I I don't know. Maybe I'll just leave my Xbox running for an hour at one point and see what happens. <laughs> but I, I think it'll wait until you push the the button. Because I let it run for about five minutes once and it didn't do anything. Boo. So. Ruined that was, the game. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much it. Uh, it's a good ending. We we talked a lot about the, the trench run for this. Um, I know. Yeah, I'm, I was in love with it. Yeah, I think I think for both of us that was one of our favorite parts of the whole campaign mission or the, the campaign as a whole. Um I wish I, I I left feeling like I wish I could have fought the Didact a little more directly. Yeah, a little bit bigger of a of a final boss battle would have been interesting. I don't know I I can't come up with any kind of good suggestion for how that would have happened. So uh but but I maybe, felt like I wanted to fight him more. I know what you mean. Uh, I just... It would have been something very similar to the regret battle. And I don't Which think a lot of people... Good. Yeah, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think that turned out very well for a lot of people. And I don't think no, a lot of people really I, enjoyed yeah, that I sequence. Mean, I wouldn't have wanted that again. Because that was awkward and, and strange. I, I, I definitely wouldn't have wanted a repeat of that. And like I said, I can't come up with what would have been a good alternative... You know, to to how to handle it, but I did feel like I wanted more, more of a confrontation there. But um, I mean, it was good as it is. It just it felt agreed. It felt a little more like an interactive cutscene than like a gameplay moment, which isn't necessarily <laughs> bad. I mean, it's not bad on its own merits. I just I wanted a little more there, but I really enjoyed it. I mean, it yeah, game. it was a great game. And we've we've talked about the actual ending part in our spoiler yeah. cast, so a lot of the lore stuff we'll leave till later. We just kind of wanted to cover <laughs> the the mission specifically. All in all, uh, not a bad ending, pretty good one. Um, going through the all the Prometheans and that last tower part where you're actually on the composer. On legendary, it was just kind of a daunting task. I died a lot. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't done legendary yet. I'm a little afraid to now. Oh boy! <laughs> Did you do solo on heroic? Uh, you know what? No, I think I played through on normal. I always start normal and then build my okay. way up because I'm, I'm an okay player. I'm not a great player. So, and I'm, and my interest is very, very heavily leaning towards the fiction stuff. So I was, I was largely, I'll admit, playing through this game because I wanted the story. I wanted to consume the story elements of it um so that was kind of my core focus but i haven't had a chance to get back to it and make more runs i do want to do a legendary run but i'm probably gonna have to do a co-op with some people yeah <laughs> that's not a problem i know a lot of people who do just legendary only on co-op yeah personally i, mean, I like the challenge I did previous ones i do too i'm just 
I just think that my frustration level peaks somewhere in the middle of the area. <laughs> I'm just like, screw this, and I want to throw controllers, and I'm like, all right, I need a partner. Yep. All right. Well, that uh, covers the Midnight Campaign mission. I want to thanks, give thanks to 6OK for coming on and joining us and yeah. kind of going through this mission. Definitely one of the uh, more fun missions with the trench run and everything. Yep. And a very interesting into a story for a Halo game. Uh, a lot of lore went into the campaign as a whole. And for the most part, if you read the books, you were in for a very special treat. If you didn't read the books, the story was mm, interesting for the most part, but it's kind of hard to grasp all the little hints that they dropped throughout the story. Yeah, it definitely felt like the story was there if a little rushed, but it was there if you, if you didn't read the books. But if you did read the books, boy, there was, it was a treat. You I were mean, in for a big treat. Yeah, if if you've played through the campaign and you haven't read those Greg Bear books, I can't recommend them enough. They really add so much to it. They do. 